If you're looking for a fling, or a lifetime, or a well I'm free Friday anyway kind of thing, find it on Bumble. Fall in love with dating. Welcome to Finger Food, empowered by Bumble. I'm your maitre d', Stacey O, and I'm here to serve you intimate conversations around sexuality and pleasure. On the menu is a selection of heart-to-hearts with people who vulnerably share their stories, insights, and perspectives. This podcast is about sex and so much more. We explore connection, letting go of judgment, and accepting ourselves exactly as we are. Let's dine. In this episode, I chat with Batanai Machine Gaidze. Batanai is an expansive creator. She acts, writes, and directs on screen and on stage. She's a lover, fighter, nurturer, and an earth sign. She's learning to skate, which is brave, and she's learning to drum, which is fun. In this intimate conversation, Batanai shares her journey to self-love. She talks about body image, self-pleasure, porn, and exploring the complexities of queerness coming from a religious background. It's great to have you here at the table. Let's get started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. All right, welcome, Bart and I. It's such a pleasure to have you here today with me. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) All right, so let's get straight into it. So my first question to you is, where are you from and what's your family background? Hmm. So um, I will start off by saying um, my name is Batanai Candice Mashingaidze. Um, Batanai, the meaning is um, the coming together of people or the uniting mm. of people. I was born in Zimbabwe, Harare, um, proud Zimbabwean. Um, mm. What was the rest of the question? Family background, we <laughs> Family from? background, yeah, beautiful. <laughs> so Zimbabwe, um, moved here in 2000. Um, my... Mother and father are also from Zimbabwe. Um, and yeah, we are a Christian family, or I grew up as within a Christian household. Um, and 
yeah, we're pretty like strong headed as a family. We're all very independent. Um, but that's the fam. Beautiful. Stunning. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And what are your pronouns and what do they mean to you? Hmm. My pronouns are she, her. Um, for me, this, like I would also refer to myself as a butch queen. Um, I definitely feel like I am usually aligned with masculine energy most of the time, but I am in a female body. Um, I say that my pronouns are she, her, because that also for me, um, I don't know, it kind of draws on the women um, that have come before me and I feel their energy around me a lot. Um, and so I just really feel as a she, her at the moment, but that also could change. Totally. Mm. Amazing. Beautiful. <laughs> and what is your sexual orientation in this moment? In this moment? <laughs> and also what does it mean to you? <laughs> in this moment, I am a lesbian, so I'm very attracted to women. Um, I would never, yeah, in this moment, I'm a lesbian. Um, what does this mean to me? I feel like this is a very empowering time to, for me to especially claim that I am a lesbian because I think I've known that for a very long time. Um, but I've never been able to put words to it or I felt shame about mm. putting words to it because I don't want my other um, woman friends to feel like I'm going to hit on them at any mm. period of time because that definitely was kind of the energy around high school. Um, and I feel very lucky to be uh, so connected to a very big group of queer beautiful beings that strengthen me each and every day about like the journey that I am on and about claiming all parts of myself. Mm. So I'm a lesbian baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go to an all girls high school or what was your school? Like? So I went to a co-ed high school, but before that I went to, uh, so I did all of my schooling down in Wellington. Um, and there was a period of time where I went to Samuel Marsden, which is um, a collegiate all girls school. And there, like, I definitely knew then, but I was like, oh, no, 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 no. They're mm. all going to rip me to sheds. Like, and, yeah, I think because I've always been tight with boys, um, I remember um, my brother was always telling me or asking me, so when are you going to get a boyfriend? When are you going to get a boyfriend? And I was like, oh, I'm not really interested. Like all of these guys that come through are like literally like my brothers. I see them mm. like you. And then there was like a pause and um, the conversation is like, oh, you're a lesbian then, eh? You're a yucky lesbian. And oh. I was just like, no, no, I'm not that. Um, so... Yeah, I think there was just like a fear of being like, if I do say that I may be interested in um, women, will that then box me into just liking women for the mm. rest of my life and then me not being able to be like, oh, well, I'm really attracted to this guy or this person. Um, what is, does that mean I now need to change the label? I think also labels for me, I run away from like, I'm being chased by, I don't know, a pack of wolves because <laughs> I hate to be defined because I'm constantly defining myself. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I 
I'm glad that I'm at a stage that I can claim that, but I also am just attracted to who I'm attracted to. Mm. Um, and at the moment, it's woman. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> so growing up, what were the stories you were told about sex and, and how that should look and pleasure and how that should look and gender and how that should look from mm. your family and your friends at school and society? Yeah. I And your religion. Totally. So definitely growing up in the church, um, self-pleasure was like the devil's work or like it meant that you were possessed with demons and that you needed to get that prayed out of you. And I say that like with respect to still the religion because Mm -hmm. I still feel like I'm very much a spiritual person, but I don't feel like I could have... I was able to access my full spiritual being by shutting down a very important thing like self-pleasure and figuring out, like, even to be like, so during sex, you're going to share that with someone else, no matter who that person is. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know your own body and your own wants and what makes you feel good, how are you meant to then, like, it just feels like a lot of pressure to only be able to figure that out when you have sex, but also when you have sex, it needs to be after marriage. So then you're going to quickly rush, like, it, make it make sense. It doesn't make <laughs> sense to me. Um, so, like, that was definitely the stories that I was told in um, the church growing up. And... As, like within my family, we never talked about sex. It was just something that was never talked about. Mm. It was even like as bad as like when me and the fam would be watching TV um, and two people would be kissing, mum would turn off the TV or like change the channel and there would just be silence. And there was like a couple of times where I was like, why are we changing the channel? And um, my beautiful mother that I respect um, – <laughs> Would um, love you, mom. Yeah, love you, mom. Um, would be like, well, that's we just don't need to be seeing that that stuff for cl- behind closed doors, and you can do that behind closed doors, but you don't talk about it the minute you leave that room. Um, yeah, and I think that was really hard because you have so many questions. You're not seeing it in the media at school. All the boys are like talking about porn or whatever. And so you're like, and they're describing all of these like insane things. Like I remember again, because I'm, I was really close with the boys. The boys were like, Oh B, we've got something exciting to see you. And they were like in the little corner in the um, computer lab. I won't say what school I went to because <laughs> then they might get them in trouble. We're taking some schools <laughs> to fucking town in this podcast already. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's very kind of you, but Every kind of a generous person, generous person. Um, but like, they like got me into like the corner of the computer lab and they were like, we've got something cool to show you, something cool to show you. And they had um, Pornhub up and they were showing me their favorite um, like porn videos. And they were like, see, this is what like the girls should be doing when we have like sex with them. And oh, it was wow. like so bad, like, you know, like bad porn where it's like literally it's like it feels like construction work it's like there's no pleasure you're kind of worried for the people in the videos and that was my first exposure Mm. to sex um and so it was how old were you then I was 13 or 14 Mm. um and again that's when I was very much like in the church and so I 
I definitely feel like I lived two lives. Like at school, I was trying to fit in, be the cool person, like be the cool Christian to be like, yeah, like I like believe in God and everything, but also um, we can talk about sex. Like, why can't we talk about those things? But I had mm. no idea what I was talking about. Mm. Like, it would literally be like, I guess that's why I'm an actor now. Like, that's where my acting like, <laughs> career began. That's where it all started. <laughs> Thank you for the training of high school. <laughs> Pornhub. <laughs> um, I should put Pornhub on my CV. Um, no, absolutely not. But, yeah, and so, like, I was trying to be all cool and be like, and actually... Other stories that people told me, I would manufacture and make them my own and be like, oh, yeah, I had, like, sex and it was, like, all good. Like, and, like, he loved it. He was, like, absolutely, like, gagging. And, like, we went for, like, hours and hours. And I was just, like, now looking back, I'm like, you what? You stupid wench. What were you saying? But, like, it was literally just to be cool and not Mm. to come off as what's the word, like frigid or um, even though I feel like, yeah, that's just like a, it has bad connotations in terms of like being frigid or being Mm -hmm. soft or not being able to handle it, which I'm just like, what the hell? You should be able to say, I don't want to do this Mm -hmm. at any point ever. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't care if you've been in a long-term relationship for five years, six years, whatever, you should always be able to say, this isn't good for me. Mm -hmm. Um. But it's a deep sense of just wanting to belong at the core of it. Totally. Isn't it? Mm. And I guess also and like in a black household, we there was a big importance that was like put on you the minute you leave the house, you represent the whole family. Mm. So whatever you talk about, you're representing the whole family. So if people then saw you as a sexual being, that is going to cause havoc on our family if it Mm. comes back and so I was already being black at high school like being um bigger um I have always somewhat known of what it feels like to be on the outside so I was doing everything I could to fit in Mm. um especially around that time because also everyone was starting to have those conversations as like friend groups but also it was like in year 11 that we started like learning about sex ed, but also that was very much focused uh, like around like the penis and like penis pleasure and like, and I was just like, yeah, nothing to do with anything else. Nothing to like, I (laughs) can't consent or like communication or absolutely. Like Mm. I literally can't remember a single thing that I've retained from those, um, lessons that we had and also I'm pretty sure in health class it was only like three sessions or three classes that we had Mm -hmm. and then we moved on to something else um yeah and so even when I was like getting curious about my own body and like like even like yeah about giving myself pleasure there was always it was always a quick thing it always had to happen in like secret Mm -hmm. um And I always felt dirty afterwards and Mm. I always felt guilty and I felt that like I had let the whole world down because I had tried to give myself pleasure. Mm. But also I was trying to give myself pleasure off the example of Pornhub, which is also a very specific thing. And so I would like in my own room 
be trying to fake orgasms, but nothing would be happening. Like, <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? Like, literally, like, in my pillow. <laughs> like, and like, Just looking. Faking orgasms with yourself? Like, no one's there. No like, one is there. I will trick myself into this. Totally. And like, I would be like, I would like lie there for a little bit, even though like I was in a full spiral of like mm. guilt and everything, being like, oh yeah, that was fun. That's what is meant to happen. Like, it's not meant to be a full body experience. It's meant to feel like, you know, like you can hardly breathe, like that you've, like I dissociated. Now Mm. I know the language, but I completely dissociated and I was somewhat, and if I... And if I didn't fake the orgasms, I would punish myself by like not eating or like going to the mirror and being like, well, you fucked that up. You had one thing to do and you like fucked it up, Mm. like, which is so neg. And I would never do that now. Like Mm. after I masturbate now, I'm like, let's go, baby, (laughs) let's go. Because daddy's home, home for me. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I feel like the things that I learned about sex all came from, or most of it came from my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and they de- definitely didn't come from the family unit, definitely didn't come from like the lessons from high school. It came like, and in those conversations, I feel like it, the first year it was just me absorbing everything I could and then after the first year I had like the courage to like start asking one question and then I'd be like okay well you've got so many more maybe this time we'll ask two questions and then um I think it was like it was two years ago I was like sitting I won't name them again but like I was sitting with like one of like two of my best <laughs> two of my best friends and we were like we were chatting we were having yarns and then it kind of went silent and I just like blurted it out and I was like guys can we talk about sex and like I was like so nervous and they were like so chill they were like yeah what do you want to talk about and then I was like well I've got all of these questions like I feel like I'm 22 and I know nothing about sex because also at that time I hadn't had sex yet mm. um and there was all, there was this big thing about like virginity and I remember like the first year of uni I was still in contact with my high school friends and they were like well have you lost your virginity yet and I was like nah I haven't they were like what so there's no like hot guys around you that you just like want to like can we say can we swear yeah I was like Fuck yeah. <laughs> I was like, so what? There's, and they were like, oh, so there's no, like, guys around that you just, like, want to fuck? And I was like, nah, not really. And they were like, okay, cool. This weekend we're all going to go out. We're going to go to the clubs. We're going to get super drunk. And we're just going to, like, pick a guy for you. And then you're going to go home with them and lose your virginity to them. And so it was kind of like an initiation, but I didn't know. Like, I hadn't. I wasn't like, this is what I want, but I was kind of going along with it Mm. because they were like, well, this is what you have to do because guys find it better if you've got a little bit of experience and so you're not like, um, so they don't have to teach you everything, which I think is bizarre. Wow. Like. Wow. So wait, is this when you were 22 or is this when you were at the end of your schooling year at 18? No, yeah. So this is at 18. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, but so sorry. And so 
when I was 22 with my mates, I was like, let's talk about sex. And they were like, what do you want to talk about? And I was like, well, I have all of these questions. And I remember when I was back at 18, Mm. like a group of my high school friends were like, well, you have to use, like lose your virginity because that'll make it better. And like, because the older you get, the worse it's going to be that you still got your virginity. And they were like, what the hell? That is completely not true. Mm. And also it's up to you to decide when you're ready for sex. And then I was explaining to them, I was like, yeah, I feel like I, I am not ready for sex because I don't know my body yet and I want to have a personal relationship with my own body before I share that with someone because Mm. if they – because I also don't want to put the power in their hands to validate my body and the existence that my body has each and every day because they'll literally only be experiencing it for what? The moment of time that we do have sex. Mm. Um where was I going with that? But yeah, like just that you were like finally able to have conversations with your friends around sex and that you felt confident to talk about it. And then, and you hadn't, you hadn't lost your virginity up until that point. And, yeah. And that they felt like there was loads of pressure. Totally. And you're like, teach me the ways. <laughs> Please. And they were like, we can't teach you the ways. Like, mm. yes, we can have conversations about it. And like, please know you can always come to us and have those conversations. Mm. But your sexual experience is your sexual experience to define and like carve your own way. Like it's mm. ours is not going to look the same. Um, And I think when I heard that, it felt like a big weight off my shoulder of like no longer needing to prove anything to anyone to be like valid as a human being because I didn't know what sex was mm. or what I wanted sex to be. Mm. And now I'm still defining it, but like I want sex to be, I don't want to dissociate when I have sex. I don't want to dissociate like when I'm even thinking about sex. Mm. I also strongly believe that even though I've got a beautiful big body that has rolls and stretch marks, I also can if I want, can have sex every single fucking day if I want to. Mm. It's not only when someone says to you, oh, I like curvy girls and that's your ticket into having sex because when that's happened to me, I haven't felt any attraction to the other person, but there's almost a part of me that's felt like I should feel grateful that someone is Mm. telling me that my big body is like desirable to them because that was never like the fact that I am in a big body that instantly for me with the media that I saw meant that I wasn't desirable and I was always going to be the best friend or always support other people in their sexual things but I was never going to experience it myself Mm. but that is absolutely not the truth and I'm also really glad that I've finally come to that point Mm. and also because I want to be able to have conversations like this with my sexual partners before we even have sex so that, like, we know each other's triggers and not that, like, we know each other's triggers and then we're going to prevent those from happening, but if they were to happen and I start dissociating, they know from the conversation to be like, okay, let's just have a check-in mm. and we ca- like we don't have to have sex. We can just cuddle or lie mm. here together or talk about what is making me dissociate in that moment. Um, Amazing. So, yeah. 
this is some powerful fucking shit. <laughs> I like my insides are exploding. I'm I also like, hope that I'm making sense because I know no, I absolutely you're making, know you I go are on like a rant. Channeling some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Interrupting this delicious conversation with an important announcement. It's no secret that the reason why I have dived so deeply into learning about sexuality is because attaining sexual pleasure was an uphill struggle for me for most of my life. Up until I was about 28, I thought, maybe I'm just not a sexual person, and sex just sucks. Luckily, there are some clever people creating some clever products to help us on our intimate journeys. Clinicians have created Women's Intimacy Support, a scientifically researched supplement that contains a unique combination of herbs and rose oil extract to support a healthy libido, vaginal moisture levels, and comfort during intimacy. Support your vaginal health naturally with clinicians. Available at leading pharmacies and health food stores. How do you feel like you have come to that acceptance and that feeling of like, yeah, I fucking love my body now and I know mm. what my I know what my triggers are or my boundaries are and I know how to communicate that with the people that I'm with and what would you say were the biggest sort of influences in that? I know you mentioned your friends being a real significant yeah. part of that. Totally. Like I I feel like people, and like this may absolutely sound cliche, but people like Lizzo or, mm. um, or even like Queen Latifah or Miss, like Missy Elliott, mm. like especially Missy Elliott, where it doesn't always have to be like, uh, girls or like, or people in lingerie to be sexy. Like you can be wearing like a baggy jean, like a baggy t-shirt with some swag ass glasses, like mm. your hair done good, like, and that be sexy. Like, mm. so I definitely think they were super important. Um, I definitely know like following people like Erica Hart on Instagram has been so good. Mm. And um, a lot of podcasts that I've listened to, can I remember the names off the top of my head right now? <laughs> Absolutely not. But I will send them through for you to give the little drop, a little ad lib later. Um, uh, there's also a musician called um, uh, Tank, who is part of a group called Tank of the Bangers. And she is also a very curvy girl. And, um, and she sings about sexual pleasure. Mm. And I'm just like, that is what I've always wanted and being scared. And like musicians like Chica, um, I absolutely love Chica. She, mm. I call her my wife to my friends. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's just, there's so many people, the Lena Waiths of this world, mm. like, I think that's like the benefit of having things like Instagram because you're able to access people overseas because I'm sorry, but here in New Zealand as a big curvy girl, a black girl, um, woman, sorry, um, there's not that much here. Mm. And there's also, again, because there is so few of us, that thing that I was saying about like you represent the rest of the family or you represent the whole community, mm. um, there, there's a lot of pressure. And so it's like there's only a box of information that you can share and anything outside of that that gets too personal, then that is off bounds, mm. um, which isn't useful for the generation to come. And mm. I think definitely like with my nieces that have been born in the last couple of um, years, I think about them a lot whenever I try and make myself smaller or I deny myself access to having a certain conversation because 
what I either haven't, because I haven't experienced it, I can't ask questions or know more information about it. Mm. Um, So I definitely think about them a lot. And I'm like, I not only need to get more information for myself and my own safety Mm. to also be a good um, sexual partner that someone else can also feel like that space is held and it's not just one individual, but both people holding a safe space to have sexual pleasure. Mm. Um, Yeah, so those have definitely been my influences. My friends are definitely at top tier, like, influences. Mm. Um, Yeah, and I guess, like, with my own journey and how I got here, I just... Therapy definitely helps. Mm. Like just naming, just like having a space to name the shame that I felt about my body, about my big boobs, about like taking up too much space. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a it's a journey that I'm still absolutely on, and I can feel myself even now, like kind of getting like teary eyed because mm. it's not easy. Um, and I think a lot mm. of the stories that you get, it's like, yeah, this is fun. Like, fuck yeah. And there are times where you don't want to leave the house and you're like, why am I doing this hard work and figuring out why I don't think I'm worthy enough mm. to have this type of pleasure? Um, and it's not that, it's not that you're not worthy enough. It's just that you haven't had for me, I didn't have safe spaces to have conversations, to ask quotation marks, stupid questions um, and be like, I actually just don't know. Can you just tell me a little bit? And not that then with that information, you're instantly going to go have sex. But it's just like when I do decide to have sex, mm. I want to know this information. Mm. Um, yeah, and I think like even with me claiming my sexuality in the way that I am at the moment, I think that has been super empowering. Like, and I definitely like refer to myself as a baby queer because Mm -hmm. I think for me, my experience is that the minute you say you're, the minute I felt I said I was a lesbian, I, and I do carry myself in a very specific way. People automatically think that you're very experienced or you know what mm. you're doing or like even in like some of the sexual exchanges that I've had over the Bumbles and the Tinders, it's like I've received some messages being like, oh, I can't wait um, until like you show me what you can do. And there I am on the receiving end being like, I, <laughs> I'll be figuring that out in the moment, babe. <laughs> I don't know what you think I'm going to be doing, but if you could share that with me, then maybe I can meet your expectations. Um, But yeah, like I think because I haven't had many sexual uh, experiences with women um, or even in general, Mm. I feel like the minute that it gets to that point in a relationship where it's starting to have sex, I feel myself detaching Mm. because I automatically cast myself to be like, oh, well, you're not allowed in this room now or this is territory you can't enter because Mm. you don't have the experience. Um, But I think even being open about that in the conversations that I've had with people that I am connecting with, we've, yeah, it's like, it's almost 
created more of a connection rather than distance um, because they've then been able to open up to be like, I actually don't know what I'm doing and I'm still figuring out Mm -hmm. what I like. Um, And not that I'm putting that responsibility on you, but I'm glad that you're also on your own journey of figuring out what you like and how Mm -hmm. to pleasure other people because it's one thing to please yourself and then to also listen and respond to someone else's body. And it's also okay for someone to coach you through what they like. I'm like, I'm so here for it. I'm like, that is my dream. (laughs) I'm like, just lay it out, baby. (laughs) Step one to step 10. I will follow it to the T. Um, (laughs) So sexy. Yeah. It's the sexiest thing when someone's like, this is what I want. This is how I want my body to be touched. Totally. Are you open to giving that to me? Absolutely. And it's like, I'm open to doing it, but I've also never done it. So then that creates another conversation, Mm. right? Um, So, Mm. yeah, I'm a baby gay, but also I'm a proud queer. Mm. Like, and I will continue to learn. And yes, my bundle of things that I have may be very low at the moment, but through having more experiences in a safe way in educating myself, mm. I'm only going to go up and fill it up even more. So, mm. yeah, it's been oh. a long journey, but, <laughs> like, I'm even thinking, like, a year ago, I would have never done a podcast, like, talking in this way. Never, ever. Wow. I would have been shit scared but even like before coming here I was like oh yes I can absolutely feel a little bit of nerves at the moment in Mm. terms of yeah just thinking about who's going to hear this are they then going to want to have this particular conversation outside in the like street Mm. where I'm like actually no to have these conversations there also needs to be facilitation there needs to be safety and there needs to be trust between the two individuals Mm. um and so yeah that definitely makes me nervous but I also think or I hope that even if it doesn't touch someone else to hear me talking like this I know my younger self right now and like I'm even like checking in with like my body Mm. as I like talk I'm like my younger self is aesthetic to be like yes give us information like Mm. speak from your heart speak from your spirit say you don't know Mm. because that is okay um wow I've got full body shivers I mean (laughs) you've you've touched me already and I'm like this is gonna touch so many so like just know that yeah and also like you can even just state a boundary right now. No one fucking come up to me in public and ask Please me don't. You don't know me like that, babies. You don't <laughs> yeah. know me like that. Give me a text. Give me some forewarning. Yeah. And if you don't have my number, you don't have my number for a reason. So. <laughs> yes. I love that. Um, and I know that you've touched on this um, slightly, but I, mm. I do want to know sort of with all the wisdom that you have within you now from your experience and everything that's gone on in your life, what would you, what would you tell your younger self? Hmm. Can be multiple things, can be one thing. I definitely like, I feel like I've definitely said this before, but the first thing that I would tell her is that, your body is yours and you give power to that body. 
and whatever pleasure you want to have and feel, you can have that and that is okay and you're not bad or evil, like you're only human. Mm. Um, I would also say that your your bigness is not the only thing that defines you and is not the only thing that makes you desirable. It's a bonus, yes, but it's not the main thing. And if someone opens with, I love curvy girls or like I love bigger girls, then that is fetish. Like that is like them. That is a fetish. Like, and you can tell them to get fucked and take, like you can say that with your chest and you don't have Mm. to like be worried about making them angry because that is actually the point. They need to know that that is not okay Mm. for you. Other people that may be fine, but not for me. Um, I would also tell her that to achieve, you won't achieve multiple orgasm first go. You won't. You won't. You can, like, you can pray and hope and, like, close your eyes and clench your (laughs) fists as much as you can. It's not going to happen off the bat. It's not. (laughs) And, yeah, because I definitely, I definitely know I, like, prayed, even though I knew it was evil. And literally, this is what the prayer was. It was kind of like, it was like, dear Lord Jesus, I really, like, I just want to experience multiple (laughs) orgasms. And I know (laughs) masturbating is bad. And I know you're going to punish me in the, like, in the future. But just one, just one time of multiple orgasms. Thank you. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, I'm like, go off, sis. Please pray about those multiple orgasms. But you won't achieve it off the bat. Um... (laughs) I I would also just remind her to continue checking in with herself and and the check-in for herself would be like, do you want to do this or do you feel like this is an expectation that someone else has given you that you're trying to meet? Mm. Because you don't have, like, even if you feel it, you don't have to meet that expectation. Mm. The only expectation, like, the only thing you need to meet is your own desires and wants. And if you don't want to have sex, then don't have sex. Mm. Um, yeah, I would tell her so many things. But, like, the biggest thing I'd also tell her is that I love her because I don't mm. think I said that enough to myself and I have been really mean to myself. Mm. But the love that I have for myself now is only growing and I can feel how beneficial that is. Mm. Um, you're going to make me cry. Sorry, listeners, we're just being... <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, those are the things that I would tell her. Um, wow. And that even though, sorry, and then last thing is that even though you're not getting that information that you would like from your family, there are other places that you can go to mm-hmm. and you simply just have to ask. And if 
when you ask someone, they say that they don't want to have that conversation, that's fine. That just means that they're not ready. That doesn't mean that you don't have to have, like, you can still access that conversation. Mm. Um, So, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Amazing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. And so how are you feeling about sex and pleasure in this stage of your life, in this moment right now? Mm. I still think I'm very cautious about sex at the moment, like only because for me personally, I'm a very energetic person and I take on people's energies a lot. And so I know for myself, and not that I judge anyone else that does do this, but I know for myself it's very hard to have sex with multiple people back to back because that I store that energy um, and I need time to release it but also get my energy back and feel the changes that it has had mm. to my own spirit, body, energy, everything, vibrations, you know. Mm. But... I also feel like, and in the same breath, I feel excited about sex and I am open for some sexual time. <laughs> so now you can text me and hit me up on the street. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, no, but like, uh, <laughs> sorry, I need to stop making gags. Eh? I need to stop. Um like, but even saying that I am excited about sex at the moment is very big growth for me. Mm. I would have never said that. I would have never said that with my chest either. Mm. I would have said that in a small whisper. And I probably afterwards, I would have been like, and just forget that, that I ever said that. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited about sex. Mm. I There's a lot of healing that has happened Um for myself in order to get to this place. Mm. Um, But I also know what I desire from self-pleasure, from interacting with other people in sexual ways. Even like dancing with someone is something sexual for me. Mm. And that is a way for me to access that sexual energy that I know is absolutely coursing through my body. Mm. And sometimes it's like a lot of power. And sometimes it's just a little like flutter in the stomach. Mm. And the things that I do when it's like full charge and when it's a small flutter are two very different things. Like when it's a small flutter, I know for myself that I'm like, oh, I just need time to even just like have a hot shower and then after having a hot shower just like sitting in front of the mirror and just like oiling myself and moisturizing my skin and just Mm. being like I give praise and thanks to the body that is here Mm. because you hold so much and that even like and not that I even have to like do anything sexually but that for me is sensual Mm. which feeds the whole again is like just one part of the whole journey of being a sexual being Mm. um and yeah and then having like a good boogie and like the club and just like you know literally just like swinging your head around and like like twerking just like moving your hips like it's hot it's good it's It's also feels like it feels good that shit like that energy lasts for like weeks Mm. afterwards for me Mm. and Sometimes it's not always masturbating. It's other forms. Like even 
yeah anyway yeah anyway <laughs> stunning stunning i love that i love that like sex can sex and pleasure can look like what you're saying around sex and pleasure can look so many different ways mm. and shapes and forms it's like in the way that you dance and the way that you yeah. like you know touch your body and like massage or you masturbate mm. or you don't or whatever mm. the fuck you're doing it's like it's all this act of like pleasure and yeah i think that's really beautiful and it totally is active like i don't for me, when I was passive about it, I don't think I was actually doing the work that I needed to do mm. because I was, when I was passive, I was waiting for someone to tell me how I should feel. Mm. And I'd be, and I'd try and trick myself to be like, oh, okay, well, you feel this way, you feel this way. But then I'd still look in the mirror and not like what I see. And mm. not that it's about physical things, but. When I look in the mirror personally, I also see my spirit and my aura. And when that is dim, I know that that means I'm not doing the work that mm. I need to. Or when I don't recognize myself, I'm like, whoa, who's this? Like, I haven't spent time with you in ages. And mm. that's when I know I need to go back to my heart source or back to those practices to be like, okay, when was the last time you sat down with yourself and you're like, I feel good when I do this mm. or I appreciate my toes, my hands, my mm. ears. Like I love like my chest area and like not even like my boobs, but like right underneath the neck where mm. all of that like muscular, like bone, like I love like the, like the texture of my skin because I got smooth skin, baby. Um, Cause you exfoliate and then you moisturize. There's a process. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Oh my god, so juicy, so juicy. Okay, well, this leads us on to our final question, but now final question. Why? I know. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta wrap it up. I think it's the most important question of all, actually, mm-hmm. and that is, what is your favorite finger food? My favorite finger food. My favorite finger food <laughs> is eating mangoes, mm. and why? It's mangoes is because there's different stages to eating a mango. Okay, so you like first you start off with a knife and then you cut it into your nice little like portions and then you do like the kind of like little cube things and you turn it inside out and then you're just like eating it like that. It's the softness of the mango, but also like the juiciness. And then it's the parts that you can't cut off because it's too close to the seed. And so you abandon the knife and you just go in and you need like two hands <laughs> You're like <laughs> sucking on the pep. Like it's so there's the juices yes, like like sir. going down. It's just again an interactive oh. like experience. And I just I also love some people hate this, but I love when the mango sometimes gets stuck in your teeth because you're then like you're you're still experiencing the mango even though it's gone and the pip is now in the compost like you're still trying to get the little bits Mm. out and then you kind of get little pops of things and then yes you go and floss and you do all of those things but like (laughs) (laughs) I love how much we're going into this it's the hygiene but the pleasure (laughs) because I don't want people to think I'm gross just like walking around with like these nasty ass mango things in my teeth it's a primal experience exactly we're all animals baby we're all animals and the day you figure that out it's gonna be a good day for you all it's gonna be a fucking great day but yeah I would say mango is definitely the one beautiful yeah oh 
my god, my heart is exploding. <laughs> my heart's exploding. I'm just like, okay. We take a breath and <laughs> thank you so much, Bart and I, for your time and your vulnerability and your like fucking epic sharing and storytelling and like laughter and depth and just all of it. You're fucking sensational and thank I'm you. so grateful for you. Um sharing your story and and coming here and hanging out with me. Honestly, thank you so much for even creating this space. And, like, Mm. yeah, I'm definitely someone that doesn't trust processes quickly, but, Mm. like, I feel so safe to have shared all of that stuff. I may, like, hear it back and be like, what on earth am I on? But also (laughs) this was my truth in this moment, and I'm glad to be here. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for dining with Finger Food, empowered by Bumble. If you liked this conversation, you can tip your maitre d' by subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing this podcast with your friends. If you want to find more of my podcasts, go to stacyogorman.com. Stay safe, stay sexy. See you soon. Hold up, what was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 